0: That's what Ric Flair said.
1: And then he cried because he couldn't compete with the likes do of that. Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Shawn Michaels, and himself, I think.
0: But honestly, who can?
1: No. I, uh... <laughs> that was quite the trail off there. That was quite the trail off. I was trying to think of something great he did recently.
0: <laughs> Ric Flair? Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's, I think he, he's stayed with this. I think he's been with this wife for like four years or there something. Go, That's bro. gotta be a record.
1: Yeah. It's gotta be pretty damn close to a record. Threatened to sue WWE for the, the man.
0: Yep. And then they're just like, well, we'll just sign you to another contract. And he's like, so, all right, you can have it. You can that, have it.
1: Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch and the new baby. That's two and a half men, right?
0: Um, I mean, not if it's a woman.
1: Well, men being humans, humans. Two and a half means, humans? Like one giant leap for mankind. I don't think they were talking about strictly men. Maybe at that point. Actually, they were...
0: yeah, they were. <laughs> There's no way they were letting a woman up in space at that time, Pasty. Come on. Come on. Uh, yeah. It's, oh, uh, it's It's been a week. Yeah, yeah, weeks come and weeks go and... This one's been kind of, um, other than, other than um, negative news, not a lot of news of, of anything really going on, but especially in the pro wrestling world. Um, not a positive. Hopefully it goes out with a bang and we have an amazing pay-per-view to end this kind of rough week in pro wrestling if it, as if pro wrestling just hasn't had it rough enough
1: <laughs> right yeah you
0: know yeah, as we get into the news it's definitely not looking positive
1: unless you're at nwa that Carneyland special was pretty awesome
0: Ah, oh, so much fun it's the kind of it's the kind of stuff i like and the kind of stuff a lot of people don't and i completely 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 understand it mm-hmm. i i wouldn't fault anybody for not only disliking this stuff but loathing it you know, you got to be able to be like, uh, enjoy like Southpaw Regional Wrestling and DDT Pro Wrestling and Old Memphis Wrestling and Chikara Pro Wrestling. It's, you got to kind of be into that stuff. And if you're not, you're just really not going to enjoy it. And that's okay because there's so much wrestling for people to choose from right now.
1: Yeah, so much and none at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so much wrestling, not enough good Wrestling going on. I yeah. feel myself falling further and further away from it, and I'm like, God damn, what the hell am I doing podcasting about this stuff? Well, it they could be good though. It, no more.
0: It gives you. A, it's kind of <laughs> like when you're judging when you're judging a taste, uh, a food tasting. You know, between each sample, you clean your palate with with some water, and then you know, completely refresh yourself. And that's kind of, I think, a good spot for wrestling fans right now to i mean you can either force yourself into it and uh like getting a toothy blow job you're just like well you know i i kind of want it so i'm just gonna force myself to accept it you know and you deal with the chafing for three days afterwards or and you can do that if that's what you want to do with pro wrestling right now and you want to get your fix in one way or the other do it especially when you they can go to take,
1: cheek you and they get you with the molars oh
0: it's rough yeah <laughs> The canines, oh! <laughs> or you can just kind of take a step back, cleanse your palate, you know, get on some, like you mentioned, Carnyland. There's, there's wrestling related stuff that's good. There's Carnyland. There's Glow on on Netflix yet, which is just awesome. I can't recommend that enough.
1: I still if you haven't back been watch keeping
0: up. Two. Yeah, I I just finished it and it's just great. Uh, if you haven't watched Dark Side of the Ring yet, or 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 just maybe a handful of episodes. Any episode is a good one. You just don't know it yet. So there's so much wrestling related stuff going on that I think, I think we're okay. I think we're okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's definitely enough content to keep me satisfied when I'm not watching the in-ring stuff, which is still surprising to me to this day. Like I thought I was going to be in it regardless, but I just find it so hard to care. And
0: despite how I personally feel about WWE's product currently, there's always the WWE Network to catch up on any past amazing shows or even if you just want to go back and watch one match from this and one match from that and kind of make your own little booyah base of pro wrestling.
1: Southpaw wrestling is something I want to go back and rewatch again, especially after Land.
0: Exactly. I mean, you got the, the time to do it. They got, you know, Stone Cold's Broken Ranch Challenge thing on there that I, like I said, I've I've watched uh, probably 50% of them, and they're all kind of somewhat interesting. But this one with Ric Flair I thought was really good. That's the latest one they got, and I, I recommend that one. He really opens up. There's stuff out there. It's just some of it you got to look for.
1: Now, don't take Fat Max words literally. We all know Ric Flair is not shy for cutting and bleeding but this is a different kind of cutting and bleeding oh yeah some of you might find it a little ugly
0: (laughs) it's good to see that side of him though Mm -hmm. the human side of of what some would consider the goat in wrestling
1: yeah some would consider him the goat that's um, not necessarily being pasty.
0: <laughs> no. Not necessarily Fat Mac either. Even, even Flair on that podcast puts uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan as um the best wrestlers of all time. And he's like, you know, and after that, you got the me and the and you got Sean and Hunter and Brad. He said, I mean, you can throw anybody in after that, but he's, he's just set straight up. He's like, the best in wrestling, maybe not the best mat technicians or the best this or that, but the best... Just in wrestling, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Austin and Hulk Hogan, hands down. And I, I agree with him 100% on that.
1: I'm really surprised they didn't say The Rock in that sentence.
0: You know, I don't think The Rock is. I think he's one of the best in Hollywood, and he probably used pro wrestling the best as anybody ever did. But I don't know. You look at – even Stone Cold, I guess you can say. But you look at Rock, and he had, what, four, three years like like as a, a main top guy? yeah. Which is about what Austin had too, but Austin was outselling Rock and everything. The Rock never started outselling Austin until he started making movies, (laughs) and then he really outsold him.
1: (laughs) Outsold, sold out, he did it all. Exactly. (laughs) Ah. I guess.
0: I guess we can start getting into the show, pasty.
1: Coming at you hot with another This Week in Pro Wrestling History.
0: Yeah, we broke down This Week in Pro Wrestling current, so time to bust out the history. Not too far back this time, we're going to May 19, 1996, pasty in Madison Square Garden. Shawn Michaels defeated Diesel in a steel cage match to retain the WWF Championship in the main event. On the undercard, we've seen the Godwins, Henry and Phineas O. Defeat the body Donna's skip and zip, baby skip and zip. Um, and they ended up winning the WWF tag team championships from them. Um, skip was Bob Holly. I'm trying to remember who zip was and it's really
1: escaping me now, but with a name like zip, you'd have to assume it's crash (laughs) 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 or spike Dudley,
0: (laughs) right? uh, Um, The Ultimate Warrior also defeated Owen Hart on that show. So, Ah. a pretty solid, uh, um, you know, house show. This wasn't a a Raw or a a pay-per-view or nothing. It was just a house show. There were no cameras rolling or nothing. But but none of those matches was the story of the day, Pasty. Because following the conclusion of the main event, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Diesel, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley all gathered inside the steel cage and shared a big old group hug presenting perhaps the most blatant in-ring breach of kayfabe in WWE history, which has since been dubbed the Curtain Call.
1: That's crazy. I, didn't, I don't think I knew that that was a house show before now, and now I wonder why the hell anybody was so pissed off about it.
0: Yeah, it was, well, it was all much ado about nothing. I mean, hell, Vince McMahon gave them the okay before it happened. Right. You know, it wasn't a wasn't like they went out there and, yeah, and nobody would have cared if it wasn't for, you know, one astute fan sneaking in a video camera and recording it in shitty, grainy quality for everybody to watch
1: (laughs) moving on. Must have been a big-ass camera, too, in 96.
0: (laughs) At the same time, though, if that fan hadn't done that, just think of how many documentaries would be losing that giant piece that has been in every documentary for Michael's, um Hall Nash Triple H the DX Monday
1: the Monday Night, Night Wars. Wars
0: yeah exactly <laughs> like it's been used over and over ad nauseum and at the time people just threw up a big to do <laughs> but you know they were all friends and they weren't going to be seeing each other for a long time you know despite the fact that you know whether you could you could still talk to people from other promotions, but you weren't going to be traveling with them every day. You're going to be in different cities. You're going to be in different parts of the country. You were gonna, you weren't going to see each other all the time, and, and they loved each other, man.
1: They did. Probably a little bit more than anybody knows, really. Like uh, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. I think, I think after watching that Chris Benoit special, I think there's a little bit more between those two, <laughs> right? He showed him God. But I don't think it was the Bible.
0: I don't think it was, buddy. <laughs> I don't think it was.
1: I mean, you can't blame them. I mean, wrestlers on the road get lonely, too. And the only people who know what you're going through is the people going through it with you.
0: Well, it's like, you know, back in the day, the, the sailors on ships. It's like, it wasn't gay. It was just you wanted to, you had to get off somehow, right? Same with these <laughs> pro wrestlers. They're all stuck together, traveling together, staying in hotels together. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? And in case anybody's wondering and doesn't know the the full history of a lot of this, even though it's been gone over millions of times, and you're wondering, why wasn't Sean Waltman there? Wasn't he one of their buddies? He was. He was out with injury and uh, wasn't there at the taping and sure saved himself because he probably would have been right up there with Hunter Hearst Helmsley as getting shit on because he was a nobody back then. Yeah. And Michaels was a main eventer, so... I think it worked out good for Sean to miss
1: that one, but
0: <laughs> nonetheless, it, things turned out okay for Triple H, I would say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All he, in all. He's in a better place now.
0: He survived. <laughs> he made good with it. Woo! And Ooh. now he's probably, uh wherever you are, I hope that Triple H is in his home.
1: Yes. And for more on that, let's turn it over to Billy Corgan. Hello everyone,
0: William Patrick Corgan here, president of the National Wrestling Alliance. I hope wherever you are, I'm in my home in Chicago, and I would like to thank you for joining this special edition of Power, which we call Superpower, a completely
1: loaded show. I got to see his house, man. Oh,
0: he sure is selling it.
1: He sure is fucking He's got to be a great place. I hope wherever you are, I'm at home in my Golden <laughs> Palace. In Chicago, of all places,
0: William Corgan's <laughs> up there in his ivory towers
1: <laughs> isn't Chicago getting flooded out right now <laughs> no it's detroit detroit.
0: Oh. detroit Detroit could only improve being flooded out
1: <laughs> fresh water It's like clean water I, for everyone to drink
0: <laughs> I was just gonna I was just gonna say something, but uh <laughs> I either won't say it or I'll wait till after the uh, first news story to say it. But first, I want to break kayfabe here. As we got quiet to listen to the token J.R.R., I thought my stomach was just rumbling loud. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to eat. And then I stopped and I put my hand on my tummy to feel it. And it's my dog snoring. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad it wasn't me because it sounded just rough. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm eating myself from the inside out. But that was my dog snoring. So it's her problem, not mine. <laughs> oh.
1: oh and with that I guess it is time to step into this week's savage Sentinel or shortage Sentinel depending on how you want to go about it.
0: It's another shorty baby it's another Ooh, shorty
1: It is uh, and of course we're gonna start off with the uh, story of the week i guess i think so say it's the most thing i've heard the most about this week that's for sure when
0: well, it that- was ongoing this week
1: i guess yes you know <laughs> for for what 12 hours ish
0: oh god no it was uh Four? for like three days oh shit i don't yeah, know I man it was-
1: quarantined at home you lose track of time
0: I might be wrong, but I think it was like a couple days. I thought it was on Monday, maybe Tuesday, and they didn't find him till Wednesday. I don't know. Again, it's yeah like you said, with quarantine. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just all—maybe it all happened in
1: one day. It was six hours, Fat Mac.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who knows?
1: Uh, And of course, what we're talking about is Shad Gaspard, who went missing during a swim at Venice Beach in California on Sunday while out with his ten-year-old son. Gaspard and his son were among a group of swimmers caught in a strong rip current at about 4 p.m. local time. You know, I usually take a strong rip somewhere around 4 p.m. too. Lifeguards raced into the water to pull everyone out while Shad's son was rescued. What? And while Shad's son was rescued, period. Okay. I'm back!
0: (laughs) One witness Lifeguard at the scene. raced into the water to pull everyone out, and while Shad's son was rescued,
1: one witness. Like, at while the scene. that was going on, okay. you get it? You yes. following? Yes.
0: Okay.
1: Took me a second.
0: I got you. I got you, buddy.
1: One witness at the scene told TMZ that Gaspard directed rescuers to help his son first when lifeguards raced into the ocean, which they did. During the rescue, another large wave reportedly crashed down on Gaspard, and that was the last time he was seen alive. Shad was declared dead at the age of 39 on Wednesday after his body was found at around 1.30 a.m. local time by two people who were walking on the shore near Venice Beach, California. Beaches are closed at that time. What the hell were you doing there? (laughs) A GoFundMe was launched to help the Gaspards family with the cost of bills and expenses. And also, we'll go towards the future college fund of Shad's son. And Pro Wrestling Tees is selling a shirt with 100% of the proceeds going to Shad's family. But with the awkwardly worded phrase, all heroes don't wear capes. If you'd like to help, make sure to head over to either or both sites and do so. Man, I tell you, Shad was a legend. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and by far my favorite superstar that ever lived. Oh, I think he's on everybody's
0: Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. <laughs> I remember when Ric Flair was, you know, he was like Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shad Gaspard, and then you can throw in me and Sean and Brett or whoever. But those are the three men.
1: <laughs> and then he cried.
0: And then he cried. <laughs> uh, so huh? it was. It was two. It was. It was over a span of about twenty-four hours. So yeah, it, it happened on Tuesday. Mm. And then he was discovered, it was Tuesday afternoon, discovered Wednesday afternoon, so mm. not as long as it seemed, but I guess with pro wrestling news the way it is, you got updates every two minutes, so it seemed long.
1: Yeah, and they they called off the search uh, in the evening of the first night and and declared him dead at that point. But Oh,
0: well, he's black, they weren't going to look for him. <laughs> Just putting that out there. If it was, well,
1: when if it was gets a white dark, guy. They the water been all over turns there. black. You can't oh see God, anything.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> I do want to bring up that they're selling this t shirt that says all heroes don't wear capes. Am I the only one who thinks that's worded just all fuckered? It's not all heroes wear capes. The way yeah. it's worded is saying that every single hero does not wear a cape. <laughs> it's like if you wear a cape, you cannot be a hero. You are a villain. <laughs> All heroes don't wear capes. <laughs> no, That's just not all heroes wear capes. It's that simple. You shouldn't have rushed Can it to Can we make prep. a shirt
1: that says, don't all heroes wear capes with question mark at the end? <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Do some heroes wear capes?
1: Just Maybe heroes should wear snorkels.
0: There. Right? Some flippers. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, it is. I mean, it, this is super sad for his family and everything for him and and you hate to see it happen, but like like you pointed out, Pacey, it's like everybody has just jumped out about how great and amazing he was in pro wrestling. And I think he was, I think he was an amazing, he was a good human being.
1: Hmm.
0: We reported a couple years ago on him uh, going into a, a gas station that was being robbed by an armed robber with a gun, and he went in unarmed. And he wasn't and he, wearing a cape. He wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> wearing a cape even, and he still. He still uh, defused the situation, and it's like, I mean, he seems like he's a great guy, and he likes his family and, and stuff, and you hate to see anybody go through this, but he just, like I was saying before this when we were talking, Pasty, even when Crime Time was at their height, I was like, I like JTG. Mm. I don't need Chad Gaspard. Yeah. I, I, just, look, I just found out... When, when I was uh, writing this story, I wanted to put in his legal name, so I looked up to find out what his legal name was. It's Shag Gaspard. <laughs> I'm wondering if JTG's legal name is JTG, or maybe it's like a JBL thing where it's his initials. I don't know, but I just thought that was a, a WWE name. They didn't have a lot of people back then with their own names. so <sighs> He definitely wasn't like Dick Blood. Everybody knows who Dick Blood is. <laughs> it's like, fuck.
1: Who's Dick Blood?
0: You don't know who Dick Blood is?
1: I don't think I know who Dick Blood is.
0: That, that's the real name of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Why didn't he <laughs> go by Dick that? Blood? I know why. He? why <laughs> is, is he Dick gonna Blood? be a dragon and a steamboat?
0: <laughs> yeah, why can't you just be Dick Blood? It's just—it's awesome. <laughs> I want to be Dick Blood. I've always loved that name, Dick Blood.
1: It is pretty great.
0: I mean, it's Richard Blood, but we all know it's well, Dick yeah, Blood. Yeah. It's dick blood. Uh
1: huh. That man knows a thing or two about Red Wings. I'm telling you. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, we recommend if you if you do uh, care and want to support the GoFundMe or pro wrestling teas is a, is a great place to to go and do that. And...
1: and you can always go check out the special on the WWE Network. They turn that one out
0: quick. Oh man, yeah. I don't know how they got enough footage to put a special out on him, but man. History's greatest legend, the, the Shad Jas- Gaspard. I always want to call him Jaspard, too. I, I don't even know what his real name is. <laughs> even after I found out what his real name was, I don't even know how to say it. Oh. On to people I know who to who to, pronounce here. who to pronounce their name. Boy, I don't even know how to talk today. <laughs> uh, veteran indie women's wrestler Lufisto released a YouTube video where she called out CZW also known as Combat Zone Wrestling, and WSU, Women's Superstars United, used to be Women's Superstars Uncensored, for selling matches to a third-party company who was promoting their wrestlers as, quote, soft-core porn actresses. She claimed that CZW official told her there was nothing that could be done about it when she complained. It turned out what she's referring to is the CZW pay-per-views that have been announced for June, which they previously announced on their website, And in a now-deleted post, CZW did issue a statement in response to Lufisto and to the fan complaints via their Twitter saying, Two years ago, CZW entered into a licensing agreement with a national media distributor to license CZW and WSU footage. That company has the right to utilize the footage without limitation. They have repackaged and renamed shows as it is their right to do so. Our athletes, regardless of gender, are just that, athletes, whom we are proud of and appreciate. We stand behind the in-ring action in all of our footage. So to kind of dumb it down, CZW um, licensed out their pay-per-views and their videos to a company that's going to sell them or stream them. So that company wrote CZW, or the the parent company of CZW and and WSU, wrote them out a check so that they had the right to air this footage, which is something companies do.
1: Yeah, that's what you do in business.
0: But apparently within that uh, contract, they had the right to distribute it or or, or um, name it or describe it however they wanted to, and in a way to get people to download it, buy it, and order it, they changed it from pro wrestling to softcore porn. <laughs> I mean, it kind <laughs> of is, right? It. I, it Yes, I it legit. I mean, it legitimately is a uh, a fetish. Um, I think it it does demean the women wrestlers when it's used that way. If that's not what you want to do, there's women that do that and make a lot of money off it and enjoy it, and that's fine. I understand where the wrestlers would be upset about it. I also understand where CZW, if they have a contract, can't fucking do anything about, it and it's kind of just a really shady, sleazy business on whoever they sold it to i mean it's just shady business practice on their end
1: so does but that mean again, somewhere i can watch old school john moxley matches categorized as softcore porn y-
0: yes that's amazing. that is exactly what that means
1: that's amazing I,
0: <laughs> you can watch you can yeah. watch john moxley versus brody lee in softcore porn buddy <laughs> you can it's either watch it dream. for – it's like you can either pay 60 bucks to watch it tomorrow or you can download it for 99 cents on the internet as, and and they call it porn <laughs> what a world
1: <laughs> i could see I complaining so. if it was just the WSU that was being classified that way but when it's everybody well i mean... I,
0: I doubt it is everybody i'm sure it is just the WSU it doesn't say but i doubt that they i doubt they're selling, you know, grizzly redwood death matches as softcore porn. i'm sure it is
1: That's hardcore porn. Get it yeah. right.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um i'm sure it is just And the, that's the what she's
1: complaining ones. about. She's hardcore too. Yeah.
0: It's it's really shitty, but it just it seems like it seems like the parent company just made a bad business decision and yeah. didn't uh, didn't look into who they were partnering with well enough because I, I do think it's dirty. It's legal, but it's dirty.
1: Yeah. Once it's you Vince say, McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not marketing his stuff as softcore porn. Might uh, increase the ratings.
0: Uh, well, he did back in the day. Remember that. W-
1: pay-per-view on Playboy Channel.
0: <laughs> then again, uh, he has been known to do some uh, legal but very uh, shitty stuff when it comes to his business. <laughs> hey, that's a perfect segue into the Ooh. next story, Pasty.
1: That's right. As the bankrupt XFL looks for a buyer, the buyer could be its founder. Via Daniel Kaplan of the Athletic.com, XFL creditors seem to believe McMahon is pos- positioning himself to buy the league out of bankruptcy. Separately, XFL president Jeffrey Pollock is contacted stadiums in Seattle and St. Louis about reinstating the league's lease agreements. The XFL declined to comment to Kaplan regarding the potential strategy that would, if effective, allow McMahon to escape debt at the time of devastated revenue and re-emerge on the other side of the pandemic with a clean slate. These clues as to the creditor's belief come from the objection to a proposal in bankruptcy to pay $3.5 million in season ticket refunds. The Committee of Creditors wrote that the payment is being sought to further the efforts of the debtor's controlling equity holder-slash-secured lender, Vincent McMahon. So his dad? <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> to acquire the debtor at a fire sale price. If that's McMahon's plan... And if it succeeds, the XFL could move franchises in cities where the league struggled to places like San Diego and Oakland, from which NFL teams recently have moved. The XFL could try to identify another city or two or more, like Seattle, which the NFL team and other pro sports, but which still flocked to the XFL games. Putting aside the debate regarding the business ethics of this move, this potential Hail Mary play disguised as a Statue of Liberty could be the thing that lays the foundation for the league to survive. And God damn, if this isn't a Vince McMahon move. <laughs> I've never seen a Vince McMahon move in my oh. life. This yeah, so perfect. basically,
0: to, to kind of dumb it down in layman's terms, and I had actually had to put a lot of research into this to kind of figure out what it's saying. Basically, Vince files for bankruptcy. The bankruptcy has gone through, so now it's completely bankrupt. Vince McMahon has washed his hands of it. Um, there, there are things on the backside that obviously get taken care of, but so whatever. It's bankrupt. But now that it's bankrupt, somebody can come in and buy it, and it would be at a drastically cheaper price. Just Is he ridiculously Buying it with cheap those price. stocks
1: that I heard that Vince and Triple H were selling. Did he make uh, them sell their stocks so he could repurchase <laughs> his mistake? So
0: he buys it at like a clearance price. But since it has been uh, bankrupt. He doesn't. He doesn't owe any. He doesn't owe any of the the teams anything. The stadiums, the contracts, nothing. So he can build brand new teams. And like it mentioned, he can go to any town he wants. The deals that he had with the towns, like they said, if there were uh, stadiums that weren't bringing in revenue or were weren't doing good, he can just leave them, and it wouldn't be breaking the contract because the bankruptcy has no and void their contract. Jesus Christ! So he, did
1: Vince invent COVID nineteen?
0: <laughs> he, he could have I mean this is this is so Machiavellian and it's so fucking legal yeah. um, I'm sure people could try to take him to court if if this went through and there could Good be some uh, civil could be some civil lawsuits and, and <laughs> things that would happen but oh my gosh he could literally have sunk all his money into like even without the COVID shit he could have li- just sunk all the money into the XFL because he, he put a lot into it this time yeah. bankrupt it Get all that, you know, wash so much of that debt away, and then just buy it at a f- fucking discounted price, like at, at a third of the, or a quarter of the cost. It's oh, it's just mind boggling.
1: <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty nuts. It would have been better if like Turner swooped in and bought it, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah,
0: that'd be funny. Uh... Oh man, yeah. So. There you go, Vince. Always the. uh,
1: What? He's a genius. He is. He's an evil genius. genius. He wears a cape.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's not a hero. He wears a cape.
1: (laughs) Oh Oh, boy. That is some shit. Just the scheme of it all. It's brilliant. And and it is brilliant.
0: I mean, it's really smart. You have to really know business. I mean, a lot of people. Put their thinking hats on for this one, buddy. Wow. Just just amazing. And uh, we're not going to be able to follow that up with anything greater, so I guess we're just going to move into the comings and goings. I, I got no, <laughs> nothing, nothing. That's just the top.
1: Hey, you come in big, you go out big. That's how you do a shorted sentinel. you <laughs> damn right. With three in there, man, we should have <laughs> made a
0: hell of a sandwich. It's an opposite of, of a normal it's sandwich. It's a soft we had bacon. sandwich. <laughs> Bacon, bread, bacon, baby. (laughs) Fuck that shit. And in the comings and goings, we got Drew Gulak's contract, which expired with WWE after the May 15th edition of Friday Night SmackDown. The promotion was quick to move him to the alumni section, which made Fat Max say, Fucking alumni? Like, they're really using that word loosely, alumni. He was there for a cup of coffee. And all he did was hold the two hundred five live championship. But
1: well, okay, he worked with Daniel Bryan a bit here at the end.
0: Yeah, but he, I mean, he didn't win anything. I think right? it's weird. And... I
1: think it's weird that he didn't stay when he was actually being used relatively properly for for the position he was in.
0: <clears throat> well, let's see why he might not have stayed, Pasty. It appears that Gulak was seeking out a raise from the higher ups, but WWE denied it. Probably not the best time to be asking for pay raises, but, you know, whatever. Well, they could just fire a bunch of people. There's all
1: that extra money on the table
0: um, somewhere. WWE then decided to just pull the contract offer they originally proposed to him and call the negotiations off. They were just like, fuck you. If you don't like what we're offering, get the fuck out like everybody else. Uh, Dave Meltzer on the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports, though that Drew Gulak's negotiations with WWE is not a completely dead issue, and that the former Cruiserweight champion is being represented by the notorious Barry Bloom, who has said that they are still working on a deal to return to WWE that would work out for both parties. So he is officially released. He's still in talks with WWE. I don't think... I, I get, yeah, Right now, you don't know what's going to happen, honestly, I don't think but,
1: Vince knows who he is yet, <clears throat> so I don't think this is going to turn out ideally.
0: I think it was pretty shitty. Like, I, I get anybody wants to better themselves and take care of their family better. But it is kind of a shitty move when everybody's getting let go for financial reasons to be like, I want to raise. It's like You dude, know Daniel
1: just, Bryan just told him to do get. it.
0: <laughs> just take what you get, dude, and then later on negotiate, you know, a bump in pay when things are doing a little better.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I don't I don't blame him for asking, but I also don't blame WWE well, for saying Holy what if, shit! That's do you ballsy.
1: think Do you think he's still being paid a two hundred five live salary on the main card?
0: No, no. I think when he moves up to the main card, he definitely was making more money. He, he's, you know, I heard him and Brian had some great matches, and I would love to see him. And if he's working with Brian on the main card, I'm sure he had a bump in, in pay from his uh, two hundred five live money.
1: I would hope so, but I could see WWE to pull that kind of shit too, like where he wasn't really called up or whatever, and so yeah. I could, I could see that. Because they haven't dissolved 205 Live yet.
0: And the thing is, it's it's kind of, I haven't got any real wording on this, so I'm not sure if it's that he wanted a raise from what he was making or he wanted a raise from what WWE was offering them. Because it's just, the way it's worded, WWE had a contract out to arena, or for him. It could have been a higher contract than what he had, and he just mm-hmm. asked for more money. That could be the case. And again, you I wouldn't, normally dog somebody for doing that but this is just not the time to do it
1: uh well if he doesn't go back to wwe i would definitely like to see gulak do some shit in new japan
0: ah he'd be awesome in new japan
1: i thought AEW for a second but that's too easy like new japan would actually exercise his talents in a way that it haven't been yet
0: yeah or he could be uh A huge improvement to the rebuilding of ROH if that ever gets uh, going again, too. Yeah. Um, They could definitely use him. He doesn't have so much the name power, but he he definitely has the ability. And with the pure championship coming back in, which I'm assuming once things get up and running, they're getting back into that pure championship. Oh, Drew Gulak would be an awesome pure champion.
1: Yes. Please. That'd be great. Maybe then he could convince Daniel Bryan to become Bryan Danielson once more.
0: Oh, the American Dragon, baby. Ooh, We're not talking yeah. Jake Long.
1: Are we talking Justin Long? Because he's a good actor.
0: I wouldn't call him a good actor. I'd just say he's acted in things. <laughs> There's a difference. No, That's I like probably Chad Gaspar was a great. Well when <laughs> I
1: think Justin Long, and the first thing that comes to mind is Zach and Miri make a porno.
0: Oh God! <laughs> Funny movie, but not good at all. <laughs> oh. Uh.
1: Well, after 11 years with WWE, Michael Mansuri has departed the company. According to PW Insider, Mansuri, who was the vice president of global television production. God, they got a lot of vice presidents in that company.
0: Oh, vice is all over the place.
1: (laughs) Well, he left WWE this week, but according to the report, Mansuri gave his notice to WWE several months ago. Michael Mansuri was part of the Triple H regime. And was touted as being the next Kevin Dunn, which is not something anybody oh. should aspire to. No. <laughs> <laughs> as some believed, he would one day have Dunn's role in the company. Mansuri's day-to-day role at WWE was overseeing many of the WWE pay-per-view and television productions. Now that he's gone from the company, Marty Miller and Kevin Dunn are in charge of directing WWE broadcasts. I like how it's still an MM.
0: Oh yeah. And Marty Miller just sounds like a wrestler. Right. I don't know why it just does. Like Marty Miller.
1: That would be Marty Skrull if he went to WWE.
0: Probably. (laughs) It's Marty Miller. The
1: milkman, Marty Miller.
0: (laughs) God (laughs) I could see it as a sad thing. Oh. Get rid of get rid of your your perfectly timed plague mask and umbrella, buddy. We're going to give you a white overcoat hat and a bottle of milk, baby. (laughs) We're going to make vignettes of you milking cows out in the barn before you bring you in.
1: That's
0: great. No longer the villain. Now he's just filling buckets of milk.
1: He's still a bad guy because he's not practicing social distancing. He's bringing the milk to your door. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: And we know what he's doing with your mom.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Whoa! <laughs> so it would seem we have a special edition of the injury report this week
0: yeah just in time for aew's uh big pay-per-view double or nothing we have an aew themed injury report yeah. all of which that happened on one fucking show and let's not forget they still have a show tonight that i think is going on as we are uh recording which we could have more injuries.
1: They have a show oh tonight. They don't air on Fridays.
0: Yeah. They got their special double or nothing. Go home show thing going on. Their big special. Oh. Oh. They wanted, they wanted a three day thing. Cause WWE does three day <laughs> events.
1: Well, this is their WrestleMania after all.
0: <clears throat> there you go. So uh, starting out, we're going to start with the, uh, the one that we hope will rise again from the ashes. Oh, Ray Phoenix. He was involved in a brawl on Wednesday's dynamite in which Phoenix did a twisting senton that was supposed to be onto a group of pro wrestlers, but he only clipped the group with his feet. Nobody caught him out of everybody there, and Phoenix landed hard on the floor on his back hip, kind of right where, if I had to explain it, if you you put your body into a V, right at the point of the V, just blammo, the tailbone, the dreaded tailbone is as Jay hey, on the dreaded tailbone. God damn it, King. I oh, got, he broke him in half. Uh, F4W online reported Phoenix was hurting from the spot, but should be set for a fucking ladder match. <laughs> just two days later on tomorrow's double or nothing pay-per-view for the love of fucking Phoenixes,
1: God. Just what he needs is a higher place to jump off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, Damn it all. That's just not smart. I get it, but it's not smart.
1: Just think about it. He's probably practicing for that match right now.
0: (laughs) He's probably doing another match right now where he's (laughs) jumping off something like a goddamn idiot. Save it for the pay-per-view. You don't have to jump off shit in every damn TV appearance.
1: Uh.
0: Oh. Sorry, now I'm sounding like one of them old school wrestling guys. God damn it, they're jumping all the all time. Their flippy
1: do's and floppy tricks. Ah, well, in what was either the same brawl or a different one, we have no fucking idea because we <laughs> didn't watch. The Young Bucks did a dual crossbody attacks off the stands on Santana and Ortiz. Apparently, Matt injured himself on the move. He wasn't involved. <laughs> The report says he either has a broken rib, torn cartilage, or a bad bruise. Matt was able to finish out the segment, and as of now, he is still scheduled for Saturday's match. Well, broken Matt wouldn't be broken Matt if he wasn't broken.
0: It's actually, um, and, and I apologize because before we went on air, I, I said the wrong Matt. It's actually Matt Buck, So, but he's broken also, so now, now he's broken. Go. And that makes more sense from the description. Am I yeah. right? Am I right? It helps. I mean, it would help. If so I now there's the two shit, broken mats. We're still not doing
1: that. Two broken mats and AEW in AEW.
0: In one, in one stadium <laughs> stampede. Oh, we broke them. Let's throw them in a stadium stampede and have them jump off something. Him and Phoenix can both jump off shit. God
1: damn it. Can they jump off each other? They could. They will. <laughs> Why
0: not? He's probably jumping off the field goal. And then, if that wasn't enough, we had two major players out. We also have Britt Baker, who sustained an injury after Nyla Rose was thrown down on her knee during the women's tag match on Dynamite. Baker immediately grabbed her knee and favored it for the next few moments while she was in the ring. Rose eventually tagged herself in, and Baker was checked on by the ringside physician and helped to the back after the match never um, getting back in the match after that spot. Ryan Alvarez provided an update on the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Live stating at the time Britt Baker was awaiting her MRI saying that while nothing is official until she gets her MRI it appears she may have torn her ACL. If that turns out to be the case, Baker would be forced to pull out of the pay-per-view tomorrow and could be sidelined for around nine months or more. Ouch! So, I don't know if that would make the uh, women's match a three-way. I would hope not. I would hope they would just uh, bump another woman up to uh, face Chris Statlander.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they should definitely insert somebody else. They have a lot of talent that they're not using very effectively.
0: Oh, for sure. Put Allie in there. They don't have the Butcher and the Blade on here. So, throw Allie in. Give a little representation.
1: I don't think she's had a match since they became a thing.
0: Does she still go by Allie in uh, AEW, do you know? Uh,
1: I think she just goes by Bunny now.
0: Bunny? I like yeah. Bunny. Bunny Allie. She had the little Bunny uh, character beforehand, so it works. I like it. The Butcher, the Blade, and the – oh, the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. I dig yeah. it. Yeah. I like that a lot.
1: They call I, I, themselves I... the Better Business Bureau. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they can't take that from my boy the business. He gets that. <laughs> I've I, I got that locked in for my man. But – um. That that is one group that I'm I'm sad I haven't got to watch here for a while and see them grow. I don't know what what AEW is doing with them, if anything. But I really like that whole uh, that whole little group there, and I, I hope the best for them.
1: Yes, I think there's a lot they can do. <laughs> uh, just just it's a good angle. I just feel like AEW is very heel heavy at the moment, and while they're very heel heavy, they probably won't get the shine they deserve. Uh,
0: Probably true. Probably true. And they've just got um. They've got a lot. They've got a lot of. They got the same problem WWE has, and WWE has like twenty more hours to their week, but and they have twenty more million wrestlers to their roster. But, yeah, they have a stacked roster, and you just can't do everything with all of them.
1: I really hope Britt Baker can compete, though. I mean, she's just finally coming into her own in AEW. Right. It's uh, it's pretty rough. Yeah,
0: it it really is. <clears throat> we hope we hope all three of these um, the the injuries appear much worse than they truly are. I hope they can go on and actually have comfortable matches tomorrow and not injure themselves worse and not let this set them back at all because you 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 never want to see that for anybody, especially three su- superbly talented and uh, uh, three individuals that are really. You look at Phoenix and Britt, of course, are really breaking out into the mainstream. And, and Matt, he's probably at his prime right now. So he he doesn't want to lose the, the best years of his life, quote unquote. Yeah.
1: Well, you want to cast your picks for this shit?
0: I, I mean, we might as well. It's going to happen, whether, whether we want it to or not, whether we watch it or not. And like I said, I really hope it ends up being just a, a fantastic, amazing show that has me on the edge of my seat. <clears throat> we'll see. I'm really going to try to watch all of it. I, I'm skeptical that I will. <clears throat> I know I'm not going to watch it tomorrow. So I might just find out what was great, what wasn't that great and pick and choose. We'll see. I really want to see the Stadium Stampede, see what they do with that. The ladder match is going to be awesome with the contestants. The uh, no no DQ women's match I'm super excited for, and Mox Brody Lee I'm super excited for, but... Instead to me, just, uh, running down the card here, let's, let's begin at the beginning or what they would call the buy-in pasty. We have a number one contenders match for the tag team championships, the best friends versus private party.
1: This is going to be a fun match. I think this uh, will be really good regardless. I, I mean, I've been watching private party wrestle a teddy bear. On on uh, 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 being the elite as of late, so they're really wanting to fight, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing best friends bring that fight. Who you got?
0: I I'm gonna go with who I think uh, who I've been saying needs to be being pushed, and it doesn't seem like doesn't seem like AEW has been pushing them the way I thought they were going to be pushed when they were brought in. I'm backing Private Party, um, of course. Best friends, everybody knows I say the same thing every time. Chucky e. T, awesome. Trent Bretta, meh. I think this is the time to bring up the controversy also that um, AEW has put out signature shoes with various wrestlers on them. They've got, uh, they've got, I don't know who the fuck they got. I'm guessing they have Moxley and Jericho. I don't know who else they fucking got. Cody, probably. Cody. But they didn't put Chuck Taylor on a shoe, and Chuck Taylor is literally named after a fucking shoe! <laughs> well,
1: that would Damn be copyright it. infringement, that's why.
0: Damn it all! I'm, I'm, yeah, just, just controversy, wherever you look. <laughs> I'm going private party, Pasty, what you got, buddy?
1: I'm going with best friends. I like private party, and I do think they should be pushed better, but best friends have been on kind of a comeback kick lately. And so I gotta, I gotta go with best friends.
0: Am, am I the only one who thinks they need to? Um, I don't even know what the fuck best friends, best friends theme song is in AEW, but I want it to be the it's uh,
1: bound, earlier, earlier, bound, earlier, Bound, earlier best friends. Oh,
0: I want it to be the Golden Girls theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for
1: being a friend. That'd be amazing. Da,
0: da, da. And it works with their kind of fun
1: effervescent attitudes. I think they have all those segments where they're running through fields in a slow motion for a hug. Exactly.
0: I I think it really fits them. (laughs) I would love to see it. I don't know what it would cost, but (laughs) it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, well, it wouldn't be out of the realms to think. I don't know. Turner owns a lot of libraries. Turner might own the golden girls library, so it might not cost him a single thing as long as they're on Turner's network. Dun, dun, dun,
1: dun, dun, You know.
0: Think of of that. I know WCW did that a lot. They just, you know, uh, Eric Bischoff has said they literally had a library that was called just Turner Music. And they would just go through there and just grab shit and make it wrestler's theme songs. It was free. Why the fuck not?
1: That's awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, Then we have Sean Spears versus Dustin Rhodes. And what I'm assuming is a grudge match from the tournament. But I can't be certain because I have not been watching.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Were they in the uh, TNT tournament? Yeah. Okay. There you go.
1: Yeah. Uh I got to go with Sean Spears on this one. He needs a win. He, that's, that's why. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I agree with you. He needs a win. I'm kind of. New new stuff's coming out. New, new, new things are popping up all the time. And I've recently heard of this new Dark Order character named Ten, and he's a masked wrestler. And I haven't, the thing is, I haven't seen him. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know what his body type is. I don't know how he wrestles. I just seen he had a match against Moxley. But <clears throat> I'm wondering, I'm thinking, as soon as I see that, I'm thinking Ten, it's a wrestler under a mask called Ten. Sean Spears, you know, Ty Dillinger, Ten. Yeah. You know, I'm, he comes out at 10 in the Battle Royal and shit. You know, we all know his gimmick. <laughs> so I'm thinking that would be a good reason for him to lose. But um, Dustin Rhodes, he needs to be moderated. He can't just win every single goddamn match. Yeah. And Sean has more. I mean, Dustin Rhodes is not going down any pegs in the fans' eyes if he loses a match. And Sean Spears, like you said, he needs to be built up and there. They seem to be kind of a uh, stop and go with him. They seem to have uh, one foot on gas and one foot on the brake. So I'm saying let Sean take it. <clears throat> Give him that 10, baby.
1: Yeah, I don't see why not. He He's definitely up and coming. I, I look forward to seeing more of him and Cody rivalry in the future. And, I mean, if he beats his brother, that just fuels that fire even more, right?
0: Oh, I think it's great. I think it, I think it continues the story. I mean, just having this match continues the story, so... That's good. Next up, we have the match. One of the matches that may or may not... Well, the only match that may or may not happen, but... Uh, we got Dr. Britt Baker, DDS, versus Chris Statlander, the alien. Um, <clears throat> both women... Both women could use a win. They're both uh, coming up and being built. But I really think, from, from just what I've read and what I've seen... They're, they're finally pushing Britt Baker. And I've actually I've read a lot of stuff where fans are getting behind her now. And I know when she first came in, everybody was just shitting on her. And it's like, she was green, but I, I liked her. I like Chris Satlander an awful lot also, to be honest. But I think Britt Becker, Br- Br- Brett Favre, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm saying. I think Brett Favre could definitely uh, take the win here. She could use it. And I think Chris isn't, again, I don't think she's losing a lot losing to Britt Baker.
1: No, I I agree entirely. Chris Statlander before AEW was very green in the wrestling world. Uh, Britt Baker, yeah, she rubbed fans the wrong way in the beginning, but she couldn't cut a promo. But lately, that's basically all she's been doing since so she started tearing into JR. And uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, help me out, here. Excalibur.
1: No, the other one,
0: um, Tony Schiavone. There you go. Oh, good stuff. I like that.
1: Yeah. So Tony, anytime, anytime you can give Tony heat. Giovanni shit, I'm yeah, happy. Yeah. What, <laughs> she starts getting the heel heat, and then everybody starts to love her, and that's just the way it goes. Yeah. I, yeah. I want her to win so bad, but in light of recent news, I, I kind of want to change my answer if that's a thing. And therefore. So- I'm going with Chris Statlander, not even the person who may replace Britt Baker.
0: Yeah, I I really have a strong feeling that um I have a feeling she's not going to make it to the pay-per-view, but I hope she does. If she does, I hope she wins. I mean,
1: it'll be a miracle uh, if all three of them make it there.
0: Yeah, I mean this whole thing, this whole thing does throw a, a wrench in it because Let's say Britt Baker is able to make it to the pay-per-view. She might need to take time off to rehab or, or get surgery, so it wouldn't be good. I guess the championship isn't on the line, so I guess it wouldn't hurt for her to win. So, I, I'm going with who I originally picked. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm not changing horses midstream. That's a phrase I heard once. Um. So, yeah. So you're going Chris officially, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. There you go. Then we have the match everybody's been dreaming of since whoop AEW's whoop. inception, MJF versus Jungle Boy. Oh my gosh. I, uh, I love MJF, but I got to go with Jungle Boy. I think MJF is, is set. He's locked. He's golden. But Jungle Boy is kind of the future. And the future is now.
0: I, uh, I'm i going to disagree that Jungle Boy is the future. I, th- I, think he, I think he's good at what he does. I think he's always going to be where he is. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. But his gimmick doesn't work in a company that's full of small, super talented wrestlers. Um, I, he is the smallest as far as I know. But it's still, I don't think... I think he's good at what he does. I like what he does. I think he's just going to be where he is. And you need people to be where he is. I like that. At the same time, honestly, MJF losing to a, uh, a quick little um, surprise victory... Um, could actually be good for MJF's heel heat. You know, I mean, it could, it, it makes me think of Razor Ramon losing to the 1-2-3 kid when the one two three finally just rolled him up, and it was like, oh, my gosh, it was huge. So I, I could see that. I think that would be awesome, and I, I wouldn't have a problem with Jungle Boy pulling the upset just barely, just, you know, just a fluke. Yeah. Like, if it would have been a half-second different, MJF would not have lost. But I'm still going to say I like MJF being somewhat of a um, – Credible threat, not only just a, a, a shit fucker. So I don't want him losing to Jungle Boy, but I could see if he pulled off the old one-two-three kid victory, I wouldn't be upset. But I'm sticking MJF. All right. And then we got the illustrious Stampede in the stadium. As Chris Jericho once said, "It's amazing. It's just like a street fight, but it's in a stadium." <laughs> Badass, baby. (laughs) Uh, We're going to see the elite, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Adam Page, and interim Matt Hardy, as far as we are understanding. We don't think he's an official elite, but he's tagging in. You got the hot tag, baby. And they're taking on the inner circle, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz. Yes. (sighs) This is, um, nobody knows what to expect other than, it was really in a football stadium like it's supposed to be. That's a lot of room for a street fight. <laughs> yeah, Almost too much too room. Much. It's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see how they play this out because everybody in this match to to very various degrees I would say are super talented people. Um so they're going to make it fun, they're going to make it entertaining. I think this would work better as a uh a pre-tape match like WWE has done recently. And maybe that's what they're doing.
1: It's got Matt. I would hope it it is. Um, but I,
0: I don't know. I think it would work better pre-taped and edited than live. But again, I don't know what they're planning on doing. I don't really know the whole story going into this other than the elites always been feuding with the inner circle. I don't know any of the, the offshoots of this, but I'm going to say Chris Jericho is the heel they're the heel ones, right? In yeah. circle, their heels, right? Yeah. yeah. We're going to give it to the heels. If you're in a street fight, it's easy for the heels to take advantage.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and you, and you could Adam easily, age.
0: well, and you could easily use the, uh, Matt Buck injury as a, as a sale too, to be like, you know, the, the good guys are down a person. Maybe he isn't able to make it. Maybe they're down a person and the inner circle really swarms on them and uses the numbers advantages. And I like that. I'm sick. I'm going inner circle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like I said, the the Adam Page is still yet to split himself from the elite. I think this is where you would do it. I don't know that he would join the inner circle, but he could just walk away. And, and if Matt's out, then that would just leave three on five. Right. So that could be interesting. Um, I guess maybe if Matt's out, maybe Page doesn't do it here. That's always a chance to... But uh, yeah, I think the outer rhombus is gonna take this one.
0: Is the outer rhombus the elite? No, the just, inner circle. Oh, okay. I, it was it was opposite of of the words, so I thought I couldn't. I tell. know. I
1: thought it. Could I wanted like you to way.
0: specify
1: a little bit here. You
0: just wanted to be vague so that no matter who won,
1: you're like that was my pick. I well, called. that's why we have the podcast, right? So I actually have to state it out.
0: Uh, you were trying not to, buddy. I had to pull it out of you,
1: just like that time.
0: At camp, it was when just
1: pulling out of you. Well, you had to put it in first.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I you put it in. I told you not to. I told you it just wasn't. It wouldn't fit. It wasn't made for that. Too much girth. Ah. Oh. Well, from one gimmick match to the next, Pacey, What's up?
1: Ah, uh, I thought we were done. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Then we have the AEW TNT Championship Finals.
0: I don't think we do, Pasty.
1: You're right, cause <laughs> we have the Casino Ladder Match for the AEW Championship go. match. I knew you were there, buddy. Yes. You need to get it. Sorry, it was a big blurb and then a big blurb. You should split those up.
0: <laughs> I did with numbers. That's your fault. Paragraphs you didn't and... book
1: the show. It's not you. Thank you. <laughs> Seeing Darby Allen versus Colt Boom Boom Cabana versus Orange Cassidy versus Phoenix versus Scorpio Sky versus Kip Sabian versus Frankie Kazarian versus Luchasaurus versus Tuberculosis, TBA. (laughs) Asses. Asses. This sounds like a lot of fun. Too right. I think these are all the funnest people in the in the company for the most part too, right? Um, I love it. I'm going to go with TBA because it's not been announced yet. And that's usually a thing
0: that, that, that is a thing. TBA usually is not announced yet. You man, you nailed that. I'm glad we have you here, buddy.
1: Oh yeah.
0: You're like the Mike Tenney of our show. You just fucking explain it down to a T. <laughs> so we got you here for Well, you
1: know someone out there just doesn't get it, okay? <laughs> oh, I, I got to do it.
0: Um so that so that's your official pick the uh, whoever hasn't been announced yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. As far as we know, there's only one person left. So um you know, I I have to I, I think it's dumb for AEW at this point with all of the coronavirus, COVID-19 stuff going on. I think it's dumb for them to bring in new people. I don't think it's smart, but I could just almost see, you don't have to sign a contract to bring somebody in and pay him for a night. I could see Drew Gulak pulling yeah. in the TBA. He doesn't That'd have a 90 awesome. day compete clause because the uh, WWE chose not to renew the contract. He wasn't let go. He didn't leave.
1: That would be amazing.
0: So, But I would rather it be to somebody on their roster and, and keep building their roster. So, But in a big match like this, it doesn't hurt to have somebody in like a one I mean, they could bring Jeff Cobb back. They only used Jeff Cobb for a couple shows and then uh, didn't do anything with him again. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to, to pick up a check I right now. I would assume
1: now. it's going to be somebody like Cobb who's going to tear through all these small guys.
0: Yeah, it, it could be anybody. Obviously, anybody fits in a in a ladder match. You can have big beasts. You can have high flyers you could have grapplers you can put anybody in there um
1: joey janela and he would just fit right in the the roster of the match as is oh (laughs)
0: awesome right as as far as some of the most entertaining folks he's he's there with three underlines i i really i i picked orange cassidy to start with because so did i he's he's the most over guy and he's the guy you can see just after 15 minutes of mayhem everybody's doing something around the ring and he just walks up and nonchalantly grabs it and and just doesn't even give a shit I, so i, I would grabs love it. it
1: with his hands in his pockets
0: yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so i could just i could see it but i just don't think it makes sense and i don't see orange cassidy I, I don't think he deserves an AEW championship match right now. I'm not no. saying that that person would win the title, but I just don't think he deserves it. I don't think – I'm going to sound horrible, sound like Bruce Pritchard here. I don't think he needs a title, at least not in this point in his career. I think he's fine without a title.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is the attraction himself. The belt around his waist wouldn't do anything different.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to go – with, and, and it's almost anti-Orange Cassidy anyways because he shouldn't give a shit. Right. So I'm going to go with Darby Allin, somebody who really could use yes. this – And uh, again, I don't think he would win the championship, but I would like to see him get a real championship match. This is be
1: the first time he's had a chance.
0: Right. Otherwise, you got people like Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, Kip Sabian, who aren't really in the big singles run, so they don't need it.
1: I think it's really odd that Scorpio Sky and Kazarian are both in it. Like, I want to see them hit each other. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I think they will. I think they will. There will be that one point where they're like face-to-face and then they got to fight it out and then they go their separate ways again, you know. I don't think it's yeah. going to break them up or nothing. No, no. Colt Cabana at yeah, this stage in his career should just be putting people over. And, and you can do that by winning the championship, but I don't need to see Colt Cabana versus John Moxley. If, if, if that's who I'm picking, I don't know who I'm picking. I don't <laughs> need to see John Moxley versus Colt Cabana or Brody Lee versus Colt Cabana. I just don't need to see it.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I'm going Darby Allen. I'm going Darby Allen. I'm going all in on Darby Allen.
1: I think it's uh, I think it's a real safe pick to go with Darby Allen. Uh, I could see him lose a championship match a million times over and still be behind him.
0: He's one of those guys. Um, uh, again, I'm going to pull out a Bruce Pritchard quote here. He talks about when people used to send in when they when they'd send in tapes because they wanted to get a look from the guys in WWE, and all they would have is their hits and them winning their matches and like their best moves and just all that. He's like. Show me show me you selling. Show me you getting your ass beat. Show me you lose a match. Let me see how you lose a match, how you still look good losing a match, how you put the other person over when you lost a match. Everybody looks good when they win. I want to see you lose. And Darby Allen can definitely lose and not only make himself look good, but make his opponent look good. Yes. He's a good loser. Yes. <laughs> Sadly. Uh... And now, on to Pasty's most favorite event of the night, we got the AEW TNT Championship Finale. Yes! Cody taking Cody taking on Vance Archer. Or is it Lance Archer? It's Lance Archer today. <laughs> um, this, I think this is going to be a big brawl. I, I yeah. dare say I'm afraid it's going to be a bloodbath because Cody just seems to be <laughs> addicted to those. And he's going to ruin them for AEW. You can only see them so many times before they're not Before they've lost their, their luster. Um, but, uh, they're really selling this big Lance boy. And, uh, I think that's what it's going to be. It's it's going to be be a brawl. some
1: shit if we found out that Cody was really the son of Ric Flair. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) That'd be awesome. That's why he likes to bleed so much. He does it for his daddy.
0: I mean. Well, you know, when you got that platinum blonde hair, it just, it works so well, really. Yeah. It worked for Hogan. It worked for Flair. It works for Cody. Um, It worked for Dusty, you know, so, um, Cody, everybody knows how I feel about Cody, he's solid, I don't think he's as great as he thinks he is, and uh, I think he should be putting people over. And I think it doesn't just need to be his friends. This would be a good spot to let Lance Archer. I would be okay with uh, Lance Archer just Brock Lesnaring him and letting Cody have no offense Oh geez. and just fucking him up. And I think it would really help build Lance Archer as this big behemoth badass. I, I He's oddly, he's one of their biggest guys in the company, and he's not that huge of a guy, but no. this company doesn't have a lot of big guys. So beast him
1: up. Which is a benefit because I mean it just you can only go up I guess from there essentially like you're gonna bring in bigger guys down the line and that's gonna change the face of everything I don't know this is gonna Correct. be a good match I I'm hoping it's not Brock Lesnar I will really want to see a you know 15 minute bout between these guys and that's me being lax I guess because I could go for more um, I haven't seen a lot of Lance, Ar- Lance Archer because I haven't been watching. But I am looking forward to this. Got to go with Cody because he can't win the big one. And so he should probably win this one first. And then if Darby wins that other match and then chooses to go for the TNT championship because it's an AEW championship match. Yeah. Then we get Cody versus Darby for it and Darby could take it and it would be amazing. I don't know.
0: And I, you know, I've said from the beginning that this uh, tournament was Cody's to win. I swear they made it for Cody. But when it came down to him and Lance Archer, I didn't think Lance Archer would make it to the finals, to be honest.
1: No. Especially with yeah, no. New to the new to the company.
0: Yeah, I think if you're going to push him all the way, if you're, if you're going to push him this far, I think you push him all the way. But Cody's easily a safe bet, probably the, the safer bet.
1: We did, when the TNT Championship was announced, we did call it was coming down to Cody versus Lance. So we talked we? about how we wanted uh, 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 Arn Anderson and Jake the Snake to get into it together.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jake's with Lance, huh?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I forgot that. I, I knew it was Jake the Snake and Arn Anderson. I forgot who Jake was with. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. My bad. Yes.
1: Then, then we have a no DQ or count out AEW Women's Championship match. Seeing Nyla Rose take on Hikaru Shida. This will be a fun one. Shida puts on a great match. Nyla Rose is a dominant champion. This will be fun. Obviously, Beast Dix Podcast is going with Nyla Rose.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Nyla also. Yeah. Um, Shida's she badass. Shida's awesome. Shida would be a, a great representation of of your women's championship. I just want to see Nyla Rose be that 18-month champion. Yes. Uh, I just think it would be great. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I do. So, yeah, I'm going Rose as well. No surprise there. And then on to your main event, AEW World Championship match. John Moxley defending his belt against the, uh, the illustrious, the dark Brody Lee, the uh, exalted one if you will. And I like Brody Lee. I think he is world champion material. I don't think now is the time or the place. I think Moxley. Yeah, you Moxley, can't really
1: have three WWE guys in a row hold your main championship. Can you?
0: You shouldn't. Let's put it that way. You shouldn't. And um, I just noticed, I don't know who the tag champs are, but there isn't a tag championship on here. I think it's the So Bucks. I'm kind of... Um, kind of picking for no championships to change hands. Although the the TNT one would be new. So you can, so you can do that. You can have both your champions retain because you're still getting a new champion with the uh, TNT championship one. So I think that makes sense. I'm sticking John Mox, baby.
1: Yeah. Mox rocks my socks. got to go with him. Like I said, I don't think it'd be wise to have Brody Lee be the third WWE guy to hold your main championship. Um, I'm looking forward to the numbers game in this though. And if Brody Lee does come out, I don't think I'll be disappointed.
0: I, I won't. He, he definitely was. I mean, we said, we said from the beginning that Brody Lee, Luke Harper was just underutilized in WWE Yeah, so much. So and it'd be great to see him get his due. And depending on how they do it. I mean, these are two, we kind of uh, alluded to it. I don't know if we were on the air, if this was before the air, but, um, Moxley and Brody Lee have faced each other in CZW hardcore matches. So it would be great to see, um, maybe, maybe Brody, you know, maybe Brody loses, but it's under, uh, maybe, maybe, or maybe he, uh, loses by like, uh,
1: disqualification disqualification, or something
0: yeah. yeah like let's say it's a kind of a shit finish a fuck finish with i don't usually like but then you can have the second match yes. and you can have brody go over and moxley go over that time then you have the rubber match and then you have the hardcore bloody match that we don't need cody involved in yeah but that i know these two guys <laughs> i know these two guys can do it I, th- I think that would be awesome some of the old you know i don't know how many czw fans watch aew but the, the seven or five of us, you know, it would, it would, we'd definitely mark out for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, this, this match alone is enough to mark out for if you're a CCW fan. Oh, this too, is, right. It, it's good. It's good seeing the full circle of everything. This is going to be fun. Like I said, I think there's going to be a numbers game here. I think Brody's going to bring out the, the whole goon squad.
0: He's going to bring out 10 <laughs> baby. Well, he can't, uh, he can't bring out Stu Grayson and, and uno. So, who else do they got? Stu Grayson, Uno, and Ten, isn't it?
1: Stu Grayson and Uno, that's because they're in Canada or something, right?
0: Correct. The Canadian yeah. border is uh, shut down and they cannot, they can't make it. Just not allowed. It's illegal. <laughs> so, I guess, uh, well, I mean, they just throw random, you know, local guys under masks, I guess, huh?
1: Eric Rowan. <laughs>
0: Good old Eric the Red, or what? What is his name? It, it should have been Eric the Red, and it's not. What is it?
1: I don't know. Is it Red?
0: Is it Redbeard?
1: Maybe. Is it
0: just Redbeard or Eric Redbeard? Or
1: we don't need another pirate gimmick in wrestling. <laughs>
0: uh, Eric uh. the Red wasn't a pirate. He was. A, he was a, a Norse warrior.
1: Okay, but Redbeard would be a pirate.
0: Yeah, yeah, Redbeard would be. I like Eric the Red, the Norse warrior.
1: Yeah, and then he can go join the Viking War Raider experience.
0: Hey, he could be your uh TBA up in the ladder match and then come back under a hood but with a giant red beard sticking out <laughs> for the Brody Lee Moxley match.
1: That's awesome.
0: Wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be great if you had a, if you had uh, Eric Rowan, you know, under a mask with a big red beard sticking out and you had 10 who i i'm assuming this is just me again just spitballing that it's ty dillinger and i know ty dillinger is full of tats so if it is him if he's not covered you can tell it's him so it'd just be awesome to have two guys in the ring under masks that we obviously know who they are yeah i don't know it'd kind of be fun
1: it would be fun like that, that cheesy corny fun that we all love so much in wrestling i like corn <laughs> corn is good corn on the cob
0: So that is uh, our pick. Do we,
1: show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, do we? Um, can we come up with a uh, tiebreaker? We don't have a tiebreaker. Um, do we have hey. something we could throw out for a tiebreaker? Do we want to throw out a um? Do we want to? Do we want to guess how many <laughs> people make it? I don't know. Britt Baker does. How about that? Does Britt Baker make it? You're gonna say you don't think she does, right? I don't and think, I think she, she does. does. That's why I
1: changed my answer. Yeah.
0: yeah so that that's a good tiebreaker right there. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker, here or not? And Pasty says not. And Max says here. There you go. That's a simple one. You know doesn't they don't all have to be fancy
1: no no they don't they just have to be things that save us from tying exactly and this will do it unless she's both there and not there at the same time
0: well by here or not we mean literally (laughs) having the match specifically Britt baker has her match against chris statlander um might be a match against seven other people but Britt baker and chris statlander have an official match you're saying no i'm saying yes
1: you know, I think this show did something good because I wasn't really looking forward to watching this until we did the predictions, and now it sounds like it's going to be a good show.:
0: It just goes back to what we've said about WWE. Also, if they just let us sell their shit, man, we can get it over. <laughs> way better than they can.: Yeah. Double or nothing, we can get it over at least at least to us. <laughs> at least now you and I are more interested in watching it. Might have turned a few other people off, I don't know, but <laughs> by gum. Uh, now, yeah, now I do. Now there's more matches that I am interested in actually checking out. I, I, I'm i not going to lie. Spears and Rhodes and MJF Jungle Boy, they're probably going to be fast forwards for me. I don't know. We'll see if something fantastic happens. Other than that, the, the, the last half of the card, I'm definitely interested in watching all the matches, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think from the stadium stampede on, it should be pretty high intense action. I'm really hoping they get the stadium stampede right. I don't think I hope they'd so. fuck it up.
0: Anything can happen. We'll wait and see, but I'm I'm hoping it's at least decent.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's
0: a good it's another good
1: Have you seen any of be... the bubbly bunch segments that the Inner Circle's been putting out?
0: I have not.
1: Oh man, they put them out on on Being the Elite, but um they also have at least the first one singled out on the AEW YouTube page. You should check it out. It's just, it was from the beginning of the, it started at the beginning of the pandemic. They were all at their houses, uh, Skyping or whatever, video chatting on their phones. And it's just Zoom. It's it's so much fun. I'm sure it
0: was Zoom. It's hilarious. That's That's cute.
1: Yeah. I would love to see like through the end of this, like a double turn where the elite becomes the bad guys and the inner circle becomes the good guys because the inner circle has a lot of great characters too.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I, I really, honestly, I hope, I hope the elite sticks together. I hope the inner circle breaks up because they're all really great, and I think these people are getting the rub from Chris Jericho, and they really need it. Yeah. Um, people, a lot of people don't know. I, I was on an AEW Facebook page for some reason, cause, cause I, I support them, and somebody was talking about like, what are your thoughts on Ortiz and Santana and stuff, and they're like. I just, I don't know anything about him. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, go wow. go back and watch their Impact stuff. I was like, yeah. and they're like, oh, they were in Impact? And he was like, were they were they called Bright and Powerful? And I'm like, no, no, man, they were the new uh, LAX and shit. And he's like, oh, I liked the original. So maybe I got somebody to watch some of that stuff. And, and I think even now, I think there's people that don't really know. Sammy Guevara, nobody knew him. Nobody. Yeah, right. I mean, just, and Santino Ortiz. Jake Hager, you know, he's... um. He's there. But I I like that they are, I like that they're with Jericho and that they're getting the rub from Jericho. And I hope that they can break off and become bigger once they do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I I don't like Santana and Ortiz as much in in AEW as I did in impact. I'm saying that right now, but they haven't been utilized like
0: that. Yeah. Maybe breaking away from Jericho would be just the the push they need. I don't, you know, they're also in a uh, super tag heavy environment, where you know it, when when they were in Impact, and Impact has been known to be uh, amazing at pushing tag teams, but at the time they were there, there was like three.
1: Yeah, they, they four were the ones teams. who brought the tag scene back for that company.
0: Exactly. So it's like maybe it's a big fish in a small pond sort of deal. Now that they're I here with it's all just, these others, it's
1: mostly because Santana and Ortiz don't have a lot of tag team matches in AEW. It's all group segments.
0: Yeah. yeah, they don't get to show it off. Yeah. So that that could be good. It could be good for them to break out and do the damn thing i don't know hell yeah
1: they gotta take back uh chris jericho's boricua bandana when they leave
0: oh he's got a boricua bandana yeah
1: yeah what was that he's repping he's,
0: he's repping puerto rico or yes. what yes he is he's,
1: he's fucking
0: why he's canadian that's like as far, that's as, far un- puerto as, rico as as far as long
1: as it's not the united states It's all on the same boat. (laughs) That's
0: fucking great. That Jericho, (laughs) he'll do things. (laughs) He does things, buddy. Mm. While we're talking about Jericho and we got time and uh, we just say shit because we do it. Uh, Jericho had a really good uh, podcast on Stephen King books. If you're a fan of Stephen King, him and um, another guy i don't know who he is or what he does but he also knows stephen king really well they just break down their favorite top 10 stephen king books they do and uh as a stephen king fan and a chris jericho fan i loved it i marked out
1: the stand better have been number one um
0: i can say that the stand was on both of their lists both of their top tens at least one of their top tens i think it was on both of their top tens if it wasn't on both of their top tens it was on one of theirs um honorable mentions in one of their top 10 there you go
1: yeah i had the 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 regular edition of the stand the one where they edited out all the stuff and then i got Stephen king unabridged yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then i stopped reading it because it's too much
0: (laughs) the unabridged is is huge (laughs) good read but huge
1: yeah oh should we do that one of these weeks when we don't get a pay-per-view do our top 10 Stephen king books
0: Hey, you know what? Um, not that I need to push anybody to the channel because I, I don't have time to do it anymore. But Fat Mac has a fantastic fable on his favorite Stephen King books.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, anything so. can happen. We just got a like on Buttered Pop Culture this week. <laughs> I wanted to message him yeah. and be like, "You probably want to take that back." I'm sorry. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I uh, just don't have time. Not enough we were, time for though, everything. We were
1: just way too ambitious for a minute.
0: Yeah, we were. and You know what? If we were like some of these other people out here and didn't have to have nine to five jobs and didn't have families that they had to take care of. And had, you know, had money was no object to buy equipment. We we could easily handle three podcasts. Um, that's but that's just not the way life works. When you, you live in a real life. I'm sorry.
1: It's okay. Cause we found one that stuck, whether oh, you it's the like it or not beef sticks is here forever. Or at least until next year.
0: For sure. Double or nothing.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I hope it's not a bust. I hope it's a good show. This has been a good show.
0: This has been a better show than I expected it to be. So um, I'm hoping that rubs over to to tomorrow.
1: Yeah. We warmed it up for you guys. Don't let us down now. For sure. Woo. I suppose uh, we will see you next week. With the results, let us know what you think in the comments and what your predictions are. Get in on the game. We are always open to interjecting anybody's opinions.
0: For sure. Let Come us know what you think you. on uh, Facebook.com forward slash Beef Sticks Podcast and yes. tell us why we're wrong, Who who needs to be there, what's going to be the TBA, all the shit.
1: All of it. And uh, with that, I guess we will see you next week. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have anything stupid to say at the end of this one. You want to take that this week?
0: I think you just said something very stupid.
1: All right. (laughs) Bye.